You probably sort of, let's go back even to the Labor government in WA prior to 2017 elections and so on when they were campaigning. There's always talk around whether Labor wants to completely ban the live sheep export market. Now, the Premier, Mark McGowan, has said that as far as he's concerned, that the industry is performing well now. They've cleaned up some of the issues that they had. Of course, 2017, there was an expose on the on the industry, which uh, showed how many uh, sheep had died on a ship that had left from Fremantle heading to the Middle East. It was horrific, horrific vision, the way that these animals suffered. The industry had to change its ways. They say they have. But nevertheless, you go now forward to the federal election campaign. And of course, the the feds, the Labor Party, were intimating that they would look at the live sheep export uh, market uh, when they got into power. They have. And it looks like uh, the words of the Agriculture Minister, the Federal Agriculture Minister, Murray Watt, that Labor will proceed with a ban on this particular industry, live sheep exports. It'll be a phase out. So that is really the death knell. Tony Seabrook, the president of the WA Pastoralists and Graziers Association, joins me on the line. G'day, Tony. Morning, Gary. Is it over for that industry? No, not even for one second. Um, I commend the state government, uh, Minister Jackie Jarvis and the Premier, for the, the support they've offered. It's been fantastic. Um, the, the federal government have not even looked into this. Uh, they're just holding up this mantra of it was an electoral promise. We can't seem to get any penetration with them whatsoever. And uh, I've got a letter here that we've written to the minister. There's three pages all signed off by all the peak bodies of agriculture throughout the length and breadth of the nation, all supportive of the trade. I have no idea what's driving Murray Watt, but he's certainly not behaving like the Minister for Agriculture. Is that, and I note that in that letter that you're talking about, you know, one of your biggest concerns is that if this is a reaction to sort of the activists that are saying that this industry needs to be shut down and they do it, that it will actually give a stronger arm to those activists and other sections of of agriculture may well be next. Jerry, there's no doubt of that whatsoever. Um, the last boat that left Fremantle a few days ago had over 5,000 head of cattle on board. Now, these are cattle that are backgrounded, they're often northern cattle, backgrounded close to the coast, south of, of Geraldton, um, and that trade will die. They will not send ships into Fremantle to pick up cattle. Uh, it just doesn't work that way. So it's like throwing out the baby with the bathwater, and I just cannot believe that the federal government would be as shallow and craven in seeking federal or support from a, uh, electors in a federal scene to do this. Um, you know, there's no justification for it whatsoever. This trade is an entirely different trade than it was before, and it's just a craven political move, thinking they'll garner support from the small group of animal activists. I'm really interested to know, just spell it out to me, the size of the industry now and how many jobs. I mean, if this, is, if this is the talk, then obviously people are going to start wondering about their jobs. I mean, what, how many does it employ across the whole um, Look, it's very hard to actually quantify because there are so many other people that are around the periphery of the trade. Yeah. Obviously, there are the sheep producers that are producing the sheep, but there are the carriers or the people that supply the fuel, the tyres, the service the, to the trucks that are carting, or the shearers in Perth, living in Perth, that shear in the, in the export work shearing sheds. Um, you know, it is absolutely huge. And you know, I don't think that Minister Watt has for one second considered the length and breadth of the amount of damage that we've done uh, for such a shallow reason. You know, there's there's no, no reason why this decision can't be changed. Um, we've already seen one electoral promise that got broken in a wink, and that's the superannuation mm. one. 
No one expects governments to continue forward with every single policy they put forward, especially if they're prepared to look into what's happening and recognise that it's different than they thought it was. Has the market for um, live sheep exports sort of shrunk in itself anyway? You know, is it on the decline regardless? Numbers are down. There's no doubt about that. Um, the trade needs to be allowed to, to sort of genetically move, you know, whichever way it goes. But this is a fantastic outlet for a whole lot of stock that we don't have a place for in our own country. And when I see ministers and people stand up and say we should process them here, Australians do not like working in abattoirs. They just don't. And, and the Catanning uh, abattoir mm. is a classic example. You know, people don't like working in abattoirs here, and we'll produce a product that will be both expensive and difficult to market, We'll jeopardise a huge number of other products that are not to do with live export as we offend the people in the Gulf that buy a whole lot of other stuff from us, vegetables and fruit, a whole lot of stuff. And, and they're getting angry and, and they can't see why we're doing this. So there'll be a whole lot of peripheral damage caused that is unintended as a result of just basically making them annoyed and angry with Australia. Okay. Now, obviously, you said Jackie Jarvis, who's the State Minister for Agriculture and Food, she is saying that uh, at the very least now, the federal government must give some kind of clarity around this transition plan, how it will work. Now that they've sort of got the, the chickens running, if you like, they need to now come out and say how it's going to actually be implemented, a phasing out process. I mean, if it, the okay, worst case scenario for you is that you've got no more wriggle room. What's the best scenario to, to sort of minimise the damage for you? Look, I don't even think that Jackie understands. They're trying to work out what they might do. I don't know whether government has a great part to play in this because it's it's not a government issue. You know, governments ought not to get involved in meat processing and, and trying to replace this industry. What I'd say to, to the minister, and, and she is the minister for agriculture, stay with us, you know, stay the distance. Let's not just give this up just yet. And one of the things that crossed my mind, we often think that we've got a minister for agriculture and, and Jackie Jarvis is. But I wonder whether our federal minister is actually the minister for or against agriculture. And, and one of the things that went through my mind a while ago, uh, doctors, I believe, even today, actually uh, carry out an oath, an Hippocratic oath, as part of the qualifications of a doctor. Embedded in that is, thou shalt do no harm. And I just wish that our current minister might have had a good look at that because what he's doing uh, is actually creating a, a, a huge amount of harm and devastation uh, in Western Australia. And he's an Eastern stater and thinks that it doesn't matter. But to us over here, the feeling amongst people in the bush right now is white hot that this minister should be prepared to just shut a trade down. They're even being prepared to, to advocate on behalf of us in his own, own cabinet room. Well, I hope I'm not giving away state secrets, but I do believe he may be in town tomorrow, so we might try and have a chat with him. <laughs> well, look, he's been, he's been very quiet. He started off well, but he's been over here a couple of times and he hasn't reached out to either of the farm organisations uh, to in any way engage on the subject. And I think he's a bit wary of the fact that he, he probably knows he's going to cop a bit of a beating. But we just need him to have the courage to stand up and say, I'm on your side, guys. I'm, I'm prepared to fight for you. But what we've got now is a, a minister who's just rolled over to a government policy that could so easily be amended on the basis of this is not the trade that it was when those events you spoke about earlier on actually occurred. All right. Well, uh, stay tuned tomorrow in case he does appear on the program. Thanks very much for joining us as this de debate yeah. no doubt isn't finished. A pleasure, mate. Good on you. Tony Seabrook, president of the WA Pastoralists and Graziers Association, are you strongly of the view that the live sheep export, live animal export industry should be banned or what?
do you have a strong view on that? Are you glad if the feds do it? You, do you work in it? Is the live sheep export industry something that sustains your family and has for many years? One double three eight eighty two. I'm going to be back with some calls in relation to some of the things we started the program with. Lots of text messages in around Chloe. The lady I found living in the van. Uh, lots of messages. We'll come to them in a second. And I, I, I get a sense that there's some stuff happening behind the scenes, folks, to help her. That's all I can say at the moment. It's 18 past 10.